Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise base in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God and his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are boasting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed by God specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with us, leaving a write-up of it in the comment section. Or you can send it to us via email at contact at pdjministries.org. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Somebody say Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Alright. Are you ready? Alright, one go. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasted at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with an eye shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou shalt dash thy foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shall thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Glory. Hallelujah. Did you, did you read it at home yesterday? Alright. Did you see anything as we read? Who saw something? You didn't see anything? Am I the only person that's supposed to be seeing these things? You saw, you don't want to say it. You saw, right? You saw. Say, I saw. I saw. 
Go to verse 14. Read this one. Do you see something here? Look at the kind of deliverance. What is the kind of deliverance you see here? He will set you on high. You see, it's not every deliverance that has to come out of the hand of the devil. There's a kind of deliverance where God sets you high as the, as the star, as the light for the whole world to see. Can you see that? I'm not the one saying it all. He mentioned I will deliver him and he explained it. He said I will deliver him. He said I will set him on high because he had known my name. We know the name of God. I just want you to watch out for one of the biggest deliverance that I believe has even started. You see how people are shaking because of the name of Jesus? Have you realized how they are fighting the church now in Ghana? Yeah, yeah, somebody's in trouble. Oh, God is about to. There is this. Listen, we are delivered already. But this one is the setting up on high. Where everybody will know you know God. You have known the name of God. Because you see, the point is that we, we are not yet. We are not about to know his name. You do. And something happens when you know his name. I just want you to unprophesy. And I want you to note that there is coming that time and it is now. Where you are about to be set on high. In other words, men will know that you have met God. Men will know that going to church, calling the name of Jesus, praising God is not. In every area of your life, there's going to be a setting on high. In your business, there will be a setting on high. In your school, there's going to be a setting on high. In your family, there's going to be a setting on high. A setting on high. Oh, thank God he is going to set us on high. And he is setting us. I believe. I believe. I believe. Do you believe? Hmm. I believe. The people that didn't know that your God made sense, they shall see you up there. You know sometimes they think our God doesn't make sense. Because they look at your life presently and they, they, they speak about your story for generations. In this, they are limited minds. But God just does one thing. He will just pick you and put you here. And shut every mouth. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? There was a woman that was a harlot called Rahab. She was a prostitute. That every you know, the, God was not shy to even mention her name as a prostitute. He said, and Rahab, the prostitute. But God just did one thing for Rahab. Took her and set on high. You can't read the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and not call the name of Rahab. Are you looking at the people that, that wrought faith? The people that worked in faith and caused things to happen in the Bible. Today, Rahab, the prostitute, is called amongst Abraham. He's called among Abel. He's called among the people that live by faith. The mighty people that you know, but they live by faith. God just set Rahab up like this. See, your, 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 your thoughts about people is not the final. It's not the final story. 
It's not a final story. When people speak against you and come against you, just keep on holding on to the name of the Lord. Because there's something that happens in contact with the name of the Lord is that he will just lift you up and set you. Do you know what it's called? It's called separation and making you different. And making you different. Oh, you don't understand. Don't you remember the man called Lazarus who was a poor man in the eyes of the physical men? When they went into paradise, God set him up. Now the rich man had to now beg. In the eyes of the rich man, he had known him to be a beggar for long. So even in paradise, he thought the man was a beggar, but he didn't know the story had changed. Now he was in the place of Abraham's bosom. If you take this as prophecy, you'll be excited about your worship and your service to God. That there's going to be, we have gotten to that day, that time, where God is going to separate us. Men will know that indeed, these people that are called Christians, they are not a joke. They are not. Haven't you realized that anytime somebody wants to pick a stone and hit someone, they look for Christians. Because they don't respect us. When people are paying 10,000 Ghana cities to go and watch rap, 5,000 or 200 cities or 500 cities to go and watch rap and sit at somewhere and dance their sweat out, nobody after the program will say, how much money did they make? But when a church has a big program, they will want to talk about the money of the church. I'm telling you, there's going to be a setting on high. It will shut a lot of people the fear of God will enter into humanity again. And people will be shocked at the dimensions of God. You see, we can't do it with our own strength. But he is going to set. You see, that's, that's one beautiful thing about God I like. He will just silence you by doing the thing. And it's going to be just like a twinkle of an eye. He will just place you. Boom. Place you there. Oh, thank God. That we know his name. Yes. Thank God that we know his name. Look at it. By faith, the harlot. Maybe you think that maybe the writer of the, of the Bible should have been a bit decent, right? But God is not shy. Because the harlot was what men knew him for. But according to God, we know him according to the, the faith general. Her name is in there. You cannot read the word of God about faith and not talk about Rahab, the harlot. I loved it so much. The Bible says that she perished not with them that believe not. When she had received the spies with peace, at least she, she, she expressed God. She expressed God in Jesus' name. If you have faith in this thing we are talking about here, you will see that God will just set you, set you, set you, set you. And anytime they set you up, people will just look, you know, silence. Because they'll be wondering, is it possible? How did you become this in a day? And how did you become this without school? How did you become this without money? How did you become this without this? Then you know that the strength of man had nothing to add to this. It is God knows how to show himself. And he doesn't need years. All he needs is a moment. 
And when we started this fasting and prayer, I told you the first time that we have entered into the realm of the moment of the Holy Ghost. Where what takes people years takes him a day, a second to make it happen. And I want you to be focused and I want you to be conscious. Don't let your heart go down because let me tell you, we are entering into the age where people, where the Antichrist spirit is going to come hard against the church. You are going to hear blasphemy words. You are going to see, you know, we can be having church and people can just bump in. That's what I'm talking about. And you are going to hear those kind of stories all around. But when we see, we shall rise and we shall laugh. We shall laugh. Because we always have the last laugh. Because we win. Are you with me? Don't be surprised when you begin to hear these things and see these things. Because it's going to happen. Okay. You're not excited. You'll be placed above. Okay. Show me Hebrews chapter 6. Let's go. Chapter 5, huh? There are two kinds of lives. One that you do by yourself and sweat. And one that is done in a day, in a second, in a microsecond. One that is done before you think, before you know it, before moment, before time. Boom! is there. Oh, Jesus. Hmm. All right. So, in Hebrews chapter 5, I pray I can finish this up for you. We begin to see Jesus being compared to the high priest of the Old Testament. And God wanted to show, because in those times, they also used to speak for God. In fact, they used to do two things. They used to pray on behalf of the people, and they used to sacrifice on behalf of the people. They were like um, a representative of all the people of Israel. The fate of the Israelite lied on him. What it means is that if he makes a mistake, the whole of Israel had made a mistake. When he goes before God's presence and he is not qualified, um, the people are not qualified. If he is not accepted, all the thousands of Israelites are not accepted. That role alone is a very humbling experience. The Bible calls it weakness. So we, we begin to read. Are you ready? Yes, Alright, for every high priest was chosen from among the people and appointed to represent them. Can you see that? Chosen among the people and, and appointed to represent them. Now, the word appointed is the word anointed. Anointing means appointment. Anointing doesn't mean oil. Anointing means appointment for a, a role. In the Old Testament, there were, I think, three or four kinds of appointment or anointing that places men in a particular place. The um, people were anointed to become prophets. People were anointed to become priests. People were anointed to become um, kings. And then people were anointed to become what? Huh? So there are three, right? Kings, priests, and what? And prophets. But thank God that David was all these three. David was a priest, he was a prophet, and he was a king. 
But that is not only David. God made David like that because of you. Are you not a king today? Are you not a priest today? Are you not a prophet today? Oh, you see, the prophet, you don't want to go there. Who do you think, who do you think is a prophet? A foreteller? A soothsayer? The Bible says that once you speak Jesus, you have the spirit of prophecy. Simple. Do you talk Jesus? It's only prophets that talk Jesus. That's what the Bible says. We have been made all these things. So, he gave you his name so you can speak his name. (laughs) Can you see that? So, you qualify in these three roles. You are a prophet. So, he said that if anyone speak, let him speak like an oracle of God. And today, the Christians think that it is only a prophet that has word of knowledge that makes so much noise that is the oracle. And they have, by all means, taking that role upon themselves and call themselves oracle. I'm talking about James 4, 11 or so. He said that if any man speak, let him speak like an oracle of God. You know what an oracle is? So he appointed to, uh, to represent them before God by presenting their gifts to God and offering sacrifices on their behalf. Okay, go on. Since the high priest I'll finish very soon. Since the high priest is also one who is clothed in weakness, he humbles himself by showing compassion to those who are ignorant of God's ways and stray from them. Alright, so, look. Look at the criteria. He, ch- he said, for every high priest was chosen and appointed. So, there are two different things. So, you are chosen and you are appointed. Chosen and anointed. Can you see that? To represent God by presenting their gift to God and offering sacrifices on their behalf. So, this is the role of a priest. In fact, the high priest. So, the high priest stands in between God and the people. It is a risky job that you don't decide. Remember, it's not you go to school for. He said, you are chosen. Just like you and I are a chosen generation. You, you, you. So you see, he offers two things here. Gifts and what? Sacrifices. Gifts and sacrifices. That is the role of the priest. Now remember, Jesus is our high priest. So we'll be coming there. So one of the roles of your your high priest, Jesus, is to be presenting gifts and sacrifices on your behalf. So then you want to now understand what kind of sacrifice and what kind of gifts are they. Now in the Old Testament, they have to present their own gift. And they have to bring their own sacrifices. But in the New Testament, you have no gift that is yours. Neither do you have any sacrifice that is yours. So in fact, he's presenting his own sacrifice on your behalf. And presenting his own gift on your behalf. So see, when this man sends the sacrifice and the gift from, of the people to God, there is a likelihood God might not accept because some might not be right. But when Jesus sends his sacrifice, 
he is the he is the sacrifice himself the perfect sacrifice so there's no way god can jesus can represent you and god will say he rejects jesus there is always a possibility for god to reject the priest on the, in, in those times don't you remember the man called zachariah he was a high priest now in those times high priests were so many that they are not always in the church oh. They 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 run shift. So when you read the book of Luke, he says when it was time for Zachariah to function. Go to Luke. Do you remember run from Babylon? Yes. Do you remember there were so many? Yes. But some of them were not allowed to, to function. Because they didn't know where they were coming from. Uh huh. Look at it. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office. So it was his time for him to come and execute the priest's office. Show TPT or any other translation or amplified. So I was wondering, hey, so if it was not time for him to come, John would never have come. Look at it. Read. Was on. It's okay. So he was on duty. That's what I want you to know. So after that, he's going. He's gone. Another priest must come. So when he came on duty, that is when that miracle happened to him. And you know the story about this. There was, every, there was a common thing that everybody does, but for, for the first time, there was a switch in the way they do things. So one day, Zachariah's priestly order was on duty and he was serving as priest. He was chosen by the casting of lots according to the customs of... So when they cast the lot, he won to come on duty. So the honor fell on Zachariah to enter the holy place and burn incense for the Lord. So it's not like our time where I am the only person here for now. Verse 2. A large crowd of worshippers had gathered to pray outside the temple. This is a miracle. They had no business praying outside. They were actually depending on the priest to pray. But for the first time, they broke the protocol of incense making. Because it became a ritual. Because inside, it was just incense. 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 That incense is not proper incense. But God needed proper incense. The Bible says that, you know, the prayers of the saints. So the Bible says, and as they prayed outside the temple at the hour when incense was being offered. So when the incense, which was a type, a typology of prayer, was being, you know, offered in the temple, they were giving proper offering of prayer, of incense. Para, they were praying. I don't know how they were praying. No, obviously not tongues. But they were praying, Father, we, uh, Jesus, oh no, whatever. You know, they do their hand. Hebrew people. As they were praying, a miracle happened. At, look at it. All at once, an angel of the Lord appeared to him. Standing just to the right of the altar of incense. Do you know what, brother angel? The prayer of the people. How do I know that? Zechariah has been doing this. And he has been doing this every time. He never brought anything. 
Listen, you must understand the power of prayer. You must understand the power of prayer. As they prayed, I want you to notice all the words. All at once, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing just at the right hand, right of the altar of incense. This is what happened to him. And then the angel spoke to him. Because for several years, he has served God as a high priest. But the wife was still barren and they couldn't have a child. So I believe that God made these people rise up to pray unknowingly. Because God is tired of rituals, of religion, of habits. He is a God of dynamism. You see, the same thing happened to Peter when he was arrested in prison. The Bible says when they killed James, he didn't, they didn't pray. But when they arrested Peter, the Bible says the people began to pray. Oh, the people prayed. And an angel came with good news. Zachariah was startled and overwhelmed with fear. Uh-huh. But the angel reassured him saying, don't be afraid, Zachariah. God is showing, you, showing grace to you. For I have come to tell you that your prayer for a child has been answered. But the guy was not praying for a child. He was, he was offering. When, when multitudes pray, one will be saying a prayer for you without knowing. That is why it's good to pray. It's called a congregational prayer. We all begin to pray. We are praying. And this young man has a, a problem. He doesn't even know that. He hasn't told anybody. But this lady will be praying and God will be using her words to be answering her. Sometimes you are home and you are praying. You think you are praying for yourself. No. There's somebody in Zimbabwe that your prayer is going to. Don't you understand? We are the Koragus. And we supply to the chorus. We receive from Jesus the head and we supply. So the people supplied. Anytime you supply, there's a release. Okay. Hebrews. Quickly, quickly. All right, go to verse 2. Since the high priest is also one who is clothed in weakness. Please note that. He is clothed in weakness. He humbles himself by showing compassion to those who are ignorant of God's ways and stray from them. Hold on. I keep telling you, if you haven't met God, you are proud. Every proud person has never met God. You have not encountered God yet. See, you can be in church. You, can, you, you don't encounter God. You can be reading your Bible. You have never encountered God. The day you encounter God, humility. Do you know what the Bible says? He is weak, weakness. Because at the end of the day, he himself must go and ask for forgiveness for himself. He must first of all be accepted before the people. And when he is the one seeing God's glory, and seeing God's fears and God's, you know, right, righteous, um, God's righteousness. And the people are fooling. He watches them and is like, it's not you. The day you see what I see here, you always humble yourself. Because in the next verse, he, he began to explain why he, he's, um, you know, the weakness and humbles himself. And for this reason, he has to not only present the sin offering for, of others, but also bring a sin offering for himself. 
He must bring a sin offering for himself. Go on. And no one takes this honor upon himself by being self-appointed. But God is the one who calls each one just as Aaron was called. Now, he made made this statement to differentiate Jesus' high priest and all the other high priests. Just look at the next verse and we'll come back here. Five. Look at it. What does it start? So also. So comparison. So also, Christ was not self-appointed and did not glorify himself by becoming a high priest. But God called and glorified him. For the father said to him, you are my favorite son. Today, I have fathered you. I have begotten you. So I told you, Jesus was also born again. Mm. Now listen. Jesus didn't need to be any close, anywhere close or closer to being a priest or a high priest. Because Jesus in his genealogy, he is not from the family of Aaron. He is from the family of Judah. Jesus is from Judah. But in the Old Testament, every priest must come from the line of Aaron. So you remember during the Babylon story I told you, when they came back, they had to bring records and they must look into their records and be sure that if you say you are a priest, you are a priest that came from the line of Aaron. And since they could, some of them did not remember or didn't have records, they could not allow them to function as priests. Because the appointment is based on the lineage of Aaron. So there are two kinds of appointment here. There was one that is called through the lineage of Aaron. And there's one that is called by spiritual calling. So Jesus became a high priest that was called with a spiritual calling. But Aaron and all the other priests, they were called from the lineage. That is the difference here. You and I and a man called Melchizedek, we have no business with Aaron. But we have been called with a spiritual calling to become priest. Now, our priesthood is of his priesthood. Can you see that? Our priesthood is of his priesthood. If Jesus had not become a priest, no no child of God could have become a priest. But since he qualified to be a priest, remember, he's always the first fruit. Since he became a priest, we became priests. But he's our high priest and we are his priests. And we have been called, oh Jesus, I love it. He said, ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. A what? A holy nation. The word royal priesthood means priests who are kings. We are kings and priests called at the same time. That is who we are. All right. He said, you are my favorite son. Today, I have fathered you. I have fathered you. And in one, in another scripture, he says about his new priestly order. You are a priest like Melchizedek, a king priest forever. 
Now, the word Melchizedek means in the Greek, righteous king. So, our kingship and our priesthood is according to righteousness. So, the day you became born again, the Bible says that for he has made us what? Priests. And what? Ah, you see, I tricked you. He said, for he has made us righteous. He has become his righteousness. Well, the day you become born again, that's what you became. You became his righteousness. And that righteousness placed you into two areas, king and priest. Because that righteousness is after the righteousness of Christ. Whose righteousness is, simil- is, is, is similar, is in the, in, the, in the likelihood or in the likeness of a, another, king, another priest and king called Melchizedek. Now, Melchizedek is the only man or only person that the Bible told us that he has no father, he has no mother. And he was a king and at the same time a priest. And the Bible said that he is God's priest in Salem. And the Bible says that Jesus' high priest or priesthood is in the similitude of Melchizedek. So, God does not compare Jesus' priesthood to Aaron. Because Aaron's priesthood comes from a limited man that has a mother and father. But Jesus' priesthood came from a man of eternal eternity who has no father, who has no mother, Melchizedek. And he is the first person that ever received tithe. So when you give your tithe, the first person that received tithe on this earth was Melchizedek. And he received it from a man that received God's righteousness. A man that believed God and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. It was righteousness that was able to impart righteousness. Can you see that? A man of righteousness gave a seed or a a tithe to a king priest who is righteous. It tells you how righteous your offering, your, your, your tithe is. So the essence of tithe, what Malachi proclaimed was not the essence of tithe. When he said that if you don't give your tithe, when, uh, you know, um, divorce and I will do this and I will do that. It was not part of the story when tithe was mentioned. Tithe is a symbolism of reflect of symbolism of expressing our righteousness. Because the one who receives it is a king of righteousness. So he's a king of righteousness and we are righteous. And so we express our righteousness unto the king of righteousness. But when the people of God did not were not able to hold on to that reality and they began to mess up, then God's anger came into the picture and began to give them demands. That you must give by force. Because God wanted to show them righteousness. Are you seeing this? Alright. So Malachi 3 is not the essence of tithe. The whole of essence of tithe is for you to express your righteousness. So first of all, are you righteous? Then you must express your righteousness. And what is your righteousness? So you give God a tithe 
it's not about the money. <laughs> it's about the opportunity of expressing your righteousness. Because the one that you receive in the righteousness, I mean, your, 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 your tithe, is a king of righteousness. So we bring our tithe to the king of righteousness. Not to the man of God. The man of God is as righteous as you are, but there is a king of righteousness. Can you see that? All right. Go back. That is why today, we cannot tell you if you don't give your tithe, your business will not flourish. Your, no, no, no. When we start teaching you righteousness, nobody will force you. Nobody. And if you understand it, it's one of the ways to express your righteousness. Because nobody told Abraham to give his tithe. When he saw the man, he knew something. He knew something. After the man had spoken to him, he knew something. That there was something about this man. He is not a normal man. So the Bible says he divided everything he had into ten and gave a one part unto him. And what did the king also give him in, in return? He gave him bread and he gave him wine. Abraham was the first person to take communion. Communion is an expression of our righteousness. It is the flesh of Jesus, the body, that speaks of the oneness of the children in Christ and the blood that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Anytime you see the blood of Jesus, remember, vengeance has been pushed away. The blood of Jesus is an expression of love, not vengeance. Not vengeance. Thank you for listening to this message we believe you have been blessed by it we are word and spirit and we invite you to worship with us you will fall in love with our wednesday teaching service christian raymond night at 6 p.m encounter the supernatural inner prophetic service on friday at 6 p.m and sit under the reign of heaven in our Frenessa service on sunday at 8 a.m Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-Eljedu, and on Instagram at Prophet Danny-Eljedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. To receive our weekly newsletters, please subscribe to www.pdgministries.org. You can contact Word and Spirit International on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-54937-7290 or plus 233-50432-8959 or plus 233-2751-00800. So many people have received testimonies by listening to these podcasts. Now, if you are one such person, share your testimony with us by leaving a write up of it in the comment section or send it to us via email to contact pdgministries.org you were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world you are blessed Name, victory.